We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. Welcome, everybody, to the Border War Podcast on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are presented by 360 Vodka. Welcome to to all our great listeners. Um, great opportunity today to, to dis- discuss some Kansas basketball. we got a special guest that's going to join us. Uh, but first off, um, a lot of you have, have asked um, about Jeff Hawkins. I know um, Jeff has, has been unable to, to be on some pods that we've had Um Jeff unfortunately lost his mother uh, two weeks ago. I guess it was a week ago, um, and had the funeral services over the weekend. Uh, was able to attend those services. Um, Jeff, as as all KU fans know, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Uh, great representative for for Kansas basketball and Kansas athletics. Uh, just a great figure in Kansas City uh, as a head coach. And uh, his mom was someone very special to him. And um, we're thinking about Jeff. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be with his family. Um, being at those services on, on Saturday, his, his mom touched a lot of people and, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention her and Jeff, uh, as we start this podcast. So Kansas fans, you know, if you, if you think about it, um, lift up a prayer for, for Jeff, uh, and if you see him, uh, just let him know you're, you're thinking of him. So with, without further ado, um, really excited about this podcast to, uh, to bring in, uh, one of my favorite guys in, in college basketball, uh, I think one of the best color analysts on, on radio. I think he should do some TV. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, Greg Gurley is going to be our guest. And Greg, I, I want to kind of quickly run down your bio here because I did do some some prep work on you before this podcast. And I will say it comes back for me to, to the Shawnee Mission South days for you. Um, the standout shooting guard, as I call it, right? Uh, in your day, I know you played for, for Roy Williams. You won Big Eight titles, part of the '93 Final Four team, if I remember right. But I want to go back to, to high school. Uh, your days as a high school player, you're very humble, but you were a hooper in your day. Um, so first off, welcome to the pod, and uh, just want to start there with you. 
Well, I want to also echo your comments on uh, Jeff Hawkins, one of the best guys ever. Great family, great representative of Kansas and Fembrook, and uh, unfortunate with it, with his mom. But yeah, thoughts and prayers back to the entire Hawkins family. Uh, but but it's unfortunate that my greatest athletic achievement was in high school. That tells you a lot about my underwhelming collegiate career. But uh, uh, but uh, yeah, some great times at, at Shawnee Mission South. So now, you know, you're, you're transitioned into, you know, you're, you're doing color commentary. What year is this for, for you doing radio? Well, for radio, I want to say it's 11 or 12 for overall broadcasting. That started back in like 97 or 98 on kind of a, you know, back when Metro Sports started, they started asking me to do some stuff. And I was like, I've never done it. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. some people today might say that, well, you still don't know what you're doing. Uh, but it's uh, it's been fun. I know how much you enjoy it. And uh, it's just what it does is it keeps you just like you're, you're a scout and you're, you're around ball. Like I get the ability to be around coaches and players and team travel. And like as a former player, when your career's over, it just goes away. And then you're just like working and you don't have that. And some of my favorite memories are on the road or in the locker room or whatever so i still get to experience that uh and it's it's really i'm really fortunate to have this type of job yeah yeah i i think too your your perspective as a player too for for kansas fans coming from you know playing with roy williams and, and the great years that roy had at kansas and that's that's who i grew up grew up with being in kansas city watching ku games was Roy Williams and, you know, the the Jared Hash, Jacques Vaughn, Ryan Robertson teams, Heinrich, Collison, uh, you know, Roy Williams, basketball camps. You still see the T-shirts around kids. Yeah. That, that's my childhood. Um, and then your perspective, obviously, with your relationship with Coach Self and the years you had Coach Self and making that transition for Roy. I'm just curious, to, you know, you played, been around both coaches, are there similarities between the two? Because these are two legendary coaches and they both coached at Kansas. But are there similarities? Are there differences? And what would you kind of say about both of those guys? We'll start with the similarities. They're both two of the best coaches of all time. Roy Williams with three national titles, Bill Self with two, and hopefully several more. Uh, they are different uh, personality-wise, the way they run a practice, run a team, but equally successful uh, Bill's, you know, Coach Williams was more of a, uh, oh, uh, uh, taskmaster and a drill sergeant, for lack of a better term. I mean, our, our practices were hard. Like, it was four minutes in this drill, the buzzer would sound, you'd run over there, and you didn't laugh, you didn't smile, you didn't talk, you didn't cuss. And, and I'm not saying that Bills are unorganized. They're just different. They're more of like an NBA, more uh, teaching and uh, uh, more – uh, evaluating and adapting to a certain situation. Coach Williams was a very much at that stage of his career, a system guy. It was Dean Smith's system, secondary break into a box set. This is where you were. I don't care if they run zone or man. And Bill's more of a, you know, maybe we'll try this, try that. And I think he's one of the great adjusters, if not the best adjuster in, in college basketball right now. So very uh, different, but also, the results are the same. I mean, 
you, you go out and recruit elite athletes and and Roy had his kind of athletes he liked they were more long and lean athletic big guys Bill likes more bruisers and guys that'll mix it up a little bit but also plays at a fast pace so again there, there's a ton of both there's a ton of differences but there's a lot of similarities when you talk about too I, I love what you said about like your practices being you know so hard and difficult and if you talk to you know a lot of I just talked to, to John Sunbold a couple days ago and we were sharing some stories about what he played and how hard his practices were when you see just the changing of the game right in terms of NIL in terms of the transfer portal um You've seen coaches now retire. I know, you know, speaking of Roy Williams, you know, I think retiring at a time when he was ready to retire um, to maybe not deal with some of the hassles that are out there now uh, in terms of the job. Uh, and Coach Self, I think, has done an incredible job of evolving, um, which I think coaches have to do. How, how do you view this? Just given your experience as a player, too, and, and I played for Mike Anderson, who was very old school. Our practices were harder than our games. We dreaded practice. Like, every, are, are you... That's the big difference, right, in just where we are with the game today. I think, I think a couple points to what you said. We're old, so we think our practices were harder, just like our parents walked uphill to school in the snow with no shoes on, uphill both ways, all that. So I think there's a little bit of exaggeration on my part, on your part, about how hard they really were uh, back in the day. But there is some truth to it. They definitely were harder. Uh, and then, you know, you, you, basketball has evolved. And, and, and the way we play it, and the way we govern it, and the way that everything. I mean, nowadays, you and I would love to play nowadays because a three-on-one break, getting a three in the corner is a good play according to the level of basketball that we play now. Like the other night, a couple times against Texas, Grady Dick just or Joe came down on a three-on-two break and shot a 24-foot three, and it wasn't necessarily a bad shot because we're so ingrained. 25 years ago, you'd get yanked out, especially a guy like me or you that didn't play much. We're going to be like, if we took that shot, we may not play again that game. But now that's a good shot. So then as you look at the evolution of basketball overall, when you're talking NIL, when you're talking transfer portal, when you're talking load management, whether that's in college or more so in pro, uh, it's just completely different. Bell's had to evolve. Uh, and embrace NIL. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter your opinion of it because it's real. And the first, second, and third question out of a recruit's mouth or his parents' mouth is, hey, what's your NIL program like? And he's got to have an answer. And, And Dennis Gates has to have, everybody has to have an answer. And some answers are truthful, some are exaggerated, some are all over the map. But and and perception is what's going to get recruits. It, reality, once you get them here, reality might hit them in the face. Just look at that quarterback that was going to Florida. The the thirteen million dollars to me seemed ridiculous. Yeah, just the whole concept of that and the reality of it. I didn't believe it because I I deal in this space a lot in my job as a development guy at Kansas. Simply out of you're just there. That's what people ask you questions. So. You have to learn about it. I didn't believe that there was $13 million. I'm sure there was millions of dollars. 13 seemed outlandish to me. And then he doesn't go because it probably falls apart because it wasn't real. So 
transfer portal added in. It, it, it just, kids don't have patience anymore. Parents don't have patience. Right now, we're, we're dealing with it at Kansas. We got three McDonald's All-Americans that sometimes don't get in the game. We got guys that were told their entire life that they're this, this, and this. They're going to, and if you're a McDonald's All-American, a lot of times you think you're a lottery pick. You know better than other. You know better than anybody yep. that just because you're a McDonald's All-American, you go to a big-time high school and you score a lot, doesn't make you a lottery pick. You got to do all the little things, and 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 this is not a knock on our guys at all. It's just they're not getting time because we're trying to win games. There's a trust factor. Can they defend? Can they make the right play? Do they know situational basketball? Time, score, situation. Sometimes that, well, not sometimes, all the times that takes time. Grady Dick plays a lot because he's an elite shooter. And even if there's some inefficiencies on defense or whatever he's got that inefficient, he can still shoot the ball almost as good as anybody in the country. So he's going to be on the court. You can mask some of those other things, but I know this is a, a rambling point by me, but it kind of encompasses everything that we deal with in college basketball right now from analytics, transfer portal, NIL, how you're coached, how you're managed, how your ego is managed, how your parents' egos are managed. I mean, it's a Bill Self and Dennis, everybody's job has gotten monumentally more difficult. We've said this a lot because Bill said it, getting old and staying old. It's easy to get old, but can you keep them? It's not easy to get old, but can you keep them? You know, we don't win a national title without a couple things. If we don't lose by 31 to USC or whatever it was, in the, I mean, that woke our guys up. And we got big boy. It wasn't a game. We got out, out-athleted, if that's a word, out-tough, out-ran, out-shot. And there was some soul-searching. And, and all those guys took it upon themselves to get better. And uh, they won a national title. It's a great story. But to your point, the guys that won it, were older and only one McDonald's All-American. That was David McCormick. And if you look at him and the Christian Brown, Ochai, David was third. Maybe it turned out to be maybe one of the best because of the games that he played in the final four. But David didn't have the kind of McDonald's All-American career that I think everyone envisioned, but he was a senior and he knew what he was doing. And our guys were all on the same page. And, you know, we look at it now, in, the, in all of college basketball, I mean, Duke and North Carolina aren't in the top 25, and Carolina's in the on the bubble, maybe. Yeah. And you look at Kansas, you lose Remy, Mitch, Dave, Ochai, CB, everybody, with the exception of Jay Will that played on that team. And Carolina returned everybody except Brady Manick. And so... I don't know why I'm really saying that other than I guess I'm probably pubbing up what Kansas has done with what's on the floor. Bill's an amazing adapter. Uh, and not saying that Hubert isn't or, or John Hare isn't, but there's no secret sauce. Like, you, how good was Duke's recruiting class last year? They had, like, the one, three, and eight ranked right. players in the country. Right. And you don't – but you don't win with – elite guys like that you got to sprinkle in the role players you got to sprinkle in the jared suttons or you're not going to win you gotta i mean rob Palenka, the general manager of the lakers was a big part of that 
Fab Five team because he was older. And, you know, there's just situations like that very rarely, if ever, has a team of elite recruits just gone out and won it as a freshman. Look at look at Duke three years ago with Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish. Yeah. Great, but depends what you want to accomplish. That's right. You want to put guys in the NBA, or do you want to win national titles? That's right. And it doesn't appear that you can have both. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Well, I think, I mean, you brought up Remy, and that's just such a X-factor guy of, think about the year, too, with Remy. It was kind of up and down, and, you know, I remember him coming out of, of, of Arizona State, and obviously, he could score the ball, he could shoot the ball, and I think it's a testament to why I love Coach Self so much is, he does not care whether you are a junior, a senior, a freshman. He doesn't care what you did the previous year. If you were, you're going to play a certain way. You're going to play a system. You're going to play a style. Because that's what wins. And Coach Selvis had so much experience, and he's developed guys into – I mean, we have Devontae Graham in New Orleans. I think Devontae is such an amazing story of embracing – you know, Devontae wasn't Devontae until the end of his career, really, at Kansas. He had to be patient, like to your point. And then he ended up, you know, backed up Frank, and he ended up being a great point guard and transitioned into a point guard. And that's why he was such a commodity at the NBA level. And I think there was finally buy-in from Remy, at least from an outsider perspective, to where he's making a huge impact in the NCAA tournament when his moment's called. Jalen Wilson, the one through unbelievable adversity. 
you know, not getting a lot of time at the beginning of the year, then he's, you know, your most relied upon versatile defender, which we know Jalen can be. And, and, and we'll get into what Jalen's doing this year, but I just think it's another just great testament to putting a team together, but then staying the course and getting buy-in from everybody. Yeah, and that's what the elite coaches do. You know, they keep the guys that they recognize that can be huge parts of the success. And sometimes you're going to lose some guys. I, I, I hope we don't. I, I was shocked that we didn't lose anybody last year from some of our bench guys, but they all came back. Um, so, but, but the elite coaches get that buy-in. I mean, he brought up Devontae Graham and Frank. They're both the same story. Frank was signed at Towson. And then there was a coaching change and he came to Kansas. Devontae was signed at Appalachian State, a nobody, absolute nobody. I remember meeting Devontae right outside Allen Fieldhouse on his visit. He looked like he was a 13-year-old kid because he's kind of got that baby face. Or like, And he wasn't very big. And you're like, all right, let's see how it goes. Turns out to be one of the all-time greats at Kansas and has parlayed that into a great contract with New Orleans and, and others. And so those are the kind of success stories that our coaches can go out on the road with and say, all right, you can have your, your, you know, you know. Not saying that we haven't had our share of one and done. I'm not bemoaning it because they're still going to recruit the elite guys. You can't just not do it. You gotta, you have to. You know, the Josh Jacksons of the world were great for us. They were only here for a year, but he was great for us. So I'm not, I'm not an old fuddy duddy just bemoaning the one and done. Because that's, I'm just. You have to have a combination. You got to be able to mesh everybody in there, the likes of Devontae and Frank with the Josh Jacks and with the, the others that we've had. So uh, it's an ever changing, evolving monster. And, and when you add in those other things, um, you know, as we talk about Devontae Graham, Bill and I've talked about this a lot, how much money would Devontae Graham would, would he have made because of his personality, his smile, his ability to, to be inclusive of everybody companies would have gotten behind him. He would have made so much. And, you know, or uh, Scott Pollard, one of my great buddies from great team, I think of unique guys that you look at followings and whatnot, but it is what it is. And, and guys are, are capitalizing. Some are, some are capitalizing, some aren't, but uh, it's a, it's a necessary evil right now in our business. Well, I think too, you know, with with Coach Self, like Kansas is a blue blood, right? You guys are winning his program in, in college basketball. Coach Self is the best coach in the country. So I think what's great about Coach Self too, and, and and you hear this with other programs of guys that come in late, right? Or you're looking at high school rankings and you're coming in late on guys. I think with Coach Self, with which he like you said, he is gonna go after talented players. But I still think he identifies the intangibles, right? Is a kid going to be coachable? Can I push him or can I coach him in a certain way? How smart is he? How tough is he? You know, how much of a great teammate is he? Is he a winner? Um, inner circles, I think, are more important than ever. You know, does he have good voices and good people? There's all these things that I think play a part in recruiting that you could put by the wayside and just focus on the talent. You know, that, that, that's a conversation you have at the NBA level, right? Sometimes the talent is so good that it, it, it pulls you in so much. But can you deal with the other things, and I think that's something Coach Self has done such a great job of, and I think it's a – Devontae is a great story because Devontae in the NBA, he still has those same leadership traits. He's yeah. coming off the bench for us. Everybody's drawn to him. He's great in our locker room. He's vocal. 
he's not the Brandon Ingram. He's not Zion Williamson, and he doesn't try to be those guys right. himself. But I know that that's what he was at Kansas, where he was a freshman and a sophomore and a junior, and he worked his way into the player that he became. Well, you brought up what does coach look for in guys? And this isn't unique just to Bill Self, because I'm sure you do the same thing as a scout. They want to see guys on the road, the recruiting trail, at their best. They want to see them at their worst. And they want to see them kind of in between when the other team takes something away, how do they adapt? You, when somebody's at their best and they go out and get 55, that's great. But you want to go the next day and see what they do when the team that scouted them plays a box and one. Does he set screen to get his guys open? Does he have a good attitude? What are his parents like in the stands? I mean, all of those things are factors. And, I mean, best, middle, and worst is the way that so many coaches want to look at guys. Because, you know, it's like you play golf. You just you just practice golf and put your ball in the fairway every time. Or do you put it behind a tree root? Or do you put it in the rough? Like, you have to deal with adversity at all times in basketball, golf, whatever, in life. And so – that's where I think you really find out what kind of a player a kid is when you put him in a tough situation. And that's the way the elite coach, that's the way all coaches do it. Yep. It's not like this is some secret sauce. It's you, you, everybody does it the same way. It's how they really pick and choose and pick the talent. Cause in basketball, you get like four tries every year and you better make sure those guys are good. Cause you're not recruiting, you're recruiting 30 but you're only going to sign, let's say, four. Maybe for us next year it might be seven or eight because we're probably going to have a lot of guys that graduate, whatever. But let's just say it's four. You better you better strike correctly. Yeah. Well, I, I look at Marcus Garrett, DeWan Harris. You know, when you look at two guys, I'm just using these as examples. You know, Kansas has had some great players come through, NBA players, talented players. I love going to Kansas games where they – I think Kansas does a great job of – not only highlighting all alumni like yourself, guys that are at the games, but also you know they don't ever highlight. I'm at every game, and I never. You, the, you've reached out legend, Brett Gurley. It kind of pisses me off, right? I mean, the Sharon. I mean, I know they're in the rafters, but right, sorry right. to interrupt, but it, you know it's obviously stuck in my crawl. Yeah, they just they they could do it every game, but they just can't do it. I mean, they can't patch your back every game. But I just look at those two guys. And, and I know you get asked this all the time, um, you know, just fans that will be fans, right? They want to see guys that score and shoot. And, you know, I, I think it's easy to get drawn into that. There are guys that Bill Self recruits, and I know Bill Self will never say this, but I know deep down he's got to have, like, those guys that to me reflect who Bill Self is as a man, where he's tough and gritty and does the little things and does the dirty work. And the reason why teams win is those guys just have a level of toughness that's different that impacts the game in so many ways. Well, it's no mystery. We, 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 Bill's been unbelievable at one possession wins. Yeah. And, and, and that goes to your point that that that's bred into them in June and July and August, as you lead up to the season, it's not, it doesn't happen in November. It doesn't happen in December. It happens when you're really getting into them and, and everyone's, building that chemistry and, and the great ones can do it. Uh, it's not luck. It's not coincidence. Like people ask all the time, what is it? It's a, it's a mind. It's a toughness that nothing rattles our guys. We're down 15 
in the national championship game in front of 70,000 people and millions watching. And it's no big deal. Like, you talk to the guys, like, how was Bill in the locker room? Well, he wasn't screaming and yelling and throwing stuff and breaking chalkboards. He was like a disappointed parent, you know, just like, yeah, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, more of a sarcastic. And then, but then he comes up with those little nuggets like, hey, would you rather be down 15 with 20 minutes to go or, or nine with two minutes to go? We got tons of time. And that kind of, I think, set the tone. And with veterans, like, if you have four freshmen, they're going to be kind of, you know, nervous when a little bee might come out. Oh, God, what are we going to do? And then you go, hey, we got 20 minutes, no big deal. We've been down before. Let's go do it. And they, right off the bat, they did it. They did it so fast. You know, eight minutes in, we erased a 15-point deficit in the national championship game. It's crazy. So instilling that, those values in our guys is what he's so good at. Yeah. I look at that national championship game too. And like Dewan and Jalen both were terrific defensively. And I, when I think of Kansas and your point about, you know, winning when you play really well, you know, winning when you play average and then winning when you play really poorly and find a way to win. There's hey, different ways to do that, but that defense part of that. You talk about to go back to Tuesday night when we play or Monday night, we play Texas. We don't play very well. Jalen Wilson has two points. Yep. First game all year, he doesn't score in double figures. How do the guys react? Joe Yesifu was great. Ernest was great off the bench. Kevin McCuller didn't shoot the ball well, but he impacted the game. And Dewan Harris, once again, just dominates a game, shooting 16 times, which, as you know, for Dewan is about 10 more than he's comfortable with. But they left him open. He did some really good things, but he controls the game. So to your point, we don't play very well. It's kind of like we played Texas last year. I think Ochai had one field goal against Texas on senior night last year, and we won. And that is what kind of builds championship teams because when you're stud, when your alpha dog is off, how are you going to play? It's like a pitcher that doesn't have his best stuff, but he figures out a way to go seven innings and get a win. That's what we did on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you look at it's a great point, first off, of just – Win, I think it's the most impressive win of the year, personally, um, because Jalen Wilson, so much has been put on his shoulders. And look, he's lived up to it. He's played at an All-American level. I'm so happy for Jalen because I know the type of kid he is, and I know the way he works, and he was great at the NBA Combine last year, and I knew he was itching. I thought he made the right decision when so many guys you know, really want to rush process. He made the right decision, and I think the reason why he made the right decision is because of Ochai Bosch. And the decision he made, it was a very similar situation. And Jalen just kind of filled in, and he, he looks exactly like Ochai did last year in terms of he's got that aggressiveness you've always wanted to see from him. And he's showing so much of his ability and his strength and, and his ability to rebound the ball and his ability to make shots. But I think when you look at this team, Greg, I'm curious to get your take just in watching Bill Self teams and how he's built teams to play K.J. Adams at the five, right? To play Grady Dick as a freshman, who I think gets better and better and better every time I see him. Right. And he doesn't play like a freshman. It's it, it feels like a different Kansas team that still has those championship pieces in the leaders like Jalen and DeWong. Well, back to your comparison of Jalen and Ochai. I mean, it's a great comparison because Jalen could have gone, as you know, and probably gotten a two-way. Man, yeah. wasn't guaranteed, but probably could have got one. But even with a two-way, it's not guaranteed. guaranteed. I mean, right? I mean, right. there's... 
you know, if you're not a first round pick, it's still, you got to produce. And if you're in a good situation, great. If you could be in a bad situation and they like somebody else, general manager, you just never know. So him coming back did have a lot to do with Ochai's decision to come back. And I've said this many times in many interviews. I mean, it's got to be difficult if you're Ochai to hear the negatives like, hey, you're not, you're a, you're going to be the, maybe the 45th pick because you got to do this, 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 and this. You don't like hearing that. Nobody does. And one of the greatest stories of all time, Big 12 player of the year, Big 12 tournament player of the year, final four, MOP, national champion. First round draft pick. I don't know a better story that could happen to a nicer kid. And you've known, you've known Ochai most of his life. He's, he's the best. And, and, uh, the story's awesome. So Jay will kind of looked at that. The other thing for Jay will, that's hard to do. And you know, you and I probably experienced this in high school when you're a sophomore, you're a good player, but then the seniors graduate and you become the alpha dog, you become the guy. And it's not easy because defenses are geared to stop you. You've got to produce every night. So Jalen comes in. He was a complimentary guy last year. And he, people also forget he was our leading scorer along with David in the national championship game. Uh, and he had a horrible first half. I mean, he he missed six layups. And Bill reminds him of that a lot. Right. That's When you're on Kansas, you got to have thick skin, whether you're a broadcaster, a player, a fellow coach. Bill will get you. And so he's, if we've been in events. He's like, God, you're terrible layups all we're down 15 because of Jalen you know and, and uh but anyway he's taking that next step earlier in this in this interview you talked about his adversity and a lot of that was brought on by himself got, got himself into trouble but the way he's handled it spoke about it did his time took his punishment the way he's rebounded from that not to use a basketball term has been really impressive as a man uh, and so he's taken that leadership role. He's taken the leadership role on this team when he's, he's just been so good. And whenever we need a bucket, we're in Rupp Arena a couple of weeks ago. We, they, we were up by nine, then we're up by one. We got the ball. He posts up Oscar Shipway because he knew we needed a bucket. And it's a little baby hook. That's what leaders do. And that's what he's evolved into. And that's why we have a chance to re saying it's going to happen, but we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a chance, just like I think everybody's got a chance. I think 15 teams have a chance to win a national championship this year. For probably is the best team. They can be beat. Anybody yeah. can be beat. There's no dominant team. Grady Dick's an elite second scorer. So we've got the pieces. We just need those other guys when Jalen and, and Grady are off a little bit. Can Joe Yesifu? Can can Kevin shoot the ball more? You know, we just have a, we have a lot of question marks, but everybody's got question marks. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, I think too, when you, you think about winning teams, and you know this, there's teams all around American college basketball that deal with ego, that deal with guys that think they should have more shots or more minutes or freshmen that are disgruntled. Uh, you know, oh, I'm going to put my name in the transfer all that stuff. I think what is a testament to that, that Texas win is watching Jalen Wilson, who had one bucket, the emotion and the excitement he had winning that game and chest bumping guys like that rubs off on everybody. And that's culture. Right. And that's, that's, a, what, that's why, that's why you're good at what you do. I said the same thing on the broadcast. He was on the bench for like five minutes because he had fouls and that group that was on the court went on a little run. They were defensively, they were dialed in offensively. And Jalen Wilson was the first one off the bench. And it wasn't like he was on the bench because Bill took him out. He's on the bench because of foul trouble. So you should be positive, but, you could also be that guy and just kind of, all right, you know, we've seen it all over the country. Yep. Jalen's the opposite of disgruntled. He's he's got the world is he's got a world on a string, but he he was the first guy off the bench, came out and chest bumped Joe after that dunk. And that's the type of things you like to see. That's not uncommon across the country. I'm not just saying it's it's because of Bill Self or Kansas. This happens everywhere. But, you know, it's pretty cool when it's your guy. Absolutely. Greg, I could keep talking. I got one more question for you. I think it's a good one of just this season where Kansas sits. You know, they're they're nineteen and five, third in Big Twelve play, and the Big Twelve at the top is is so heavy. But I think every year, and, and I'm a you know I played in the Big Twelve, right? I'm a Big Twelve basketball guy, even though you know, my school's in a different league now. But when you look at the league right now as a whole, and you know, I don't want to fast forward to March Madness and Selection Sunday, but how do you view the league right now? I, knowing it's been great in so many years, and it was talked about heavily going into league play, and it's living up to, I think, the the hype and, and what we thought it'd be. What's kind of your overall takeaway from the league as a whole? Well, number one, go back four years. The last four years, the national collegiate basketball landscape has been dominated by the Big 12. Okay. Texas Tech is a jump shot away from winning a national title against Virginia. We're the best team in the country during COVID. Baylor's right there with us. Not saying we would have for sure won it, but at that time we were playing the best. It was Kansas and Baylor. Next year, 21, it was Baylor that won a national title. We won it last year. The 12 is the best conference, basketball conference in the country over the last three or four years. This year, with all of the departures, I I had no idea. I mean, I didn't know much. Nowadays, with, with COVID years and transfer portal, at the end of the year, you look at rosters, you're like, I don't know what it's going to be like next year. Even the seniors could come back, which has never been the case. So you're like, I don't know that. I don't know who they're going to get for transfer. So it's hard to really gauge at the end of the year. So I didn't have a great idea of what the Big 12 would be this year. But a month into it, you're like, all right, we got something. There's not, there's not a gimme in this league. We go to Lubbock, they've only won one game. In the Big 12, it's a one-possession game. We're up one. They have the ball with like 45 seconds to go. 
West Virginia, we ended up winning by double digits, but that was a tight game. And at the time, West Virginia wasn't playing with a full deck. Now they're beating people left and right. So there's used to look at the conference schedule and be like, all right, we're going to sweep K- T- TCU, we're going to sweep K-State, and we're going to sweep Iowa State. There's six right there. Get your home court, all your wins at Allen Fieldhouse, and that's how you get to 14-4. and four. I think 12-6 and six is probably going to win this league this year. For sure, 13-5. and five. Yeah. Uh, that We go to Oklahoma on Saturday. Oklahoma, two weeks ago, beat Alabama by 30. You've seen Alabama a lot. They got pros. They got, and they weren't sitting guys. And they got maybe the, not the best player in the draft next year, but a top five, right? No question. But Oklahoma is good, but I didn't see that one coming. Oklahoma State's playing as good as anybody in the conference right now. I mean, they're they're on a roll. They're playing with a lot of momentum, a lot of rhythm. So those six weeks ago, I thought might be the the nine and ten teams, but we got our work cut out for us on on Saturday and Tuesday in the in the in the Oklahoma Oklahoma region. That's right. Two uh, two games in Oklahoma. We got Oklahoma in Norman on Saturday, and then Oklahoma State on Tuesday. Greg, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, you, you're great at what you do. Love getting your thoughts and, and your insight on on Kansas and all of college basketball. And you do have, I just got to say, you have the best background of any Zoom I've, I've ever been on, by the way. I'm going to go swim some laps, get my sit-ups in. What else should I do today? Sure. You do that daily, right? That's a regular experience for you, right? Oh, much better shape than I, but hey, I appreciate the time. I always enjoy talking with you at games, and uh, uh, we always joke about you know, being Kansas City guys, that you are one of the great Missouri Tigers. I got, I got a, there, 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 I got several buddies like you that are, that are, that are realistic. Like we all have our buddies that are just like, I hate KU. You get it. You understand ball. And, and the fan bases are the ones that always are arguing or whatever. It's the people that are around it every day. We get it. Right. Great players of Missouri is great players of Kansas case, whatever. We all respect ball. And it's always fun talking to you. And uh, 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 thanks for having me on. Absolutely, we we uh, we definitely got to connect more. I, I feel like I see you at games, and I know you're all over the place traveling. So, eighteen, got a credit for your gun. Arm out. Thanks. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSM wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.